Good morning and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your host. I'm Abby. And I'm Erica. Today, I'm going to be telling you guys another wrongfully conviction story about Randolph Arledge. So grab your cup of coffee and let's get into it. On August 30th, 1981, Carolyn Armstrong, who was a 21-year-old, was found on a dirt road off of Highway 22 in Navarro County, Texas. She was naked from the waist down and had about 40 stab wounds to her neck and chest. And I in one spot read that it was 48, but in most places it was just saying over 40. There was evidence of rape and sexual assault. And several miles away, her car was found abandoned with the keys still in the ignition. There was a black hairnet and a partially smoked joint that were also found in her vehicle. So the way that they kind of tie Randy into this case was he was actually in Corsicana visiting his family at the time of the crime. He left the day after the murder and was heading back to his home in Houston, Texas. Once he got to Houston, he met up with a couple of his friends, Benny Lamas and Paula Lucas, and he went on a road trip and... For the three of them to go on this road trip, they stole a van and decided to head to Tennessee. When they were in Tennessee, they were all three arrested in relation to an armed robbery charge. And while they were on trial for this, Benny and Paula were offered a plea deal. But the plea deal included that in order for them to receive the deal, they had to testify that Randy was the one that murdered the woman found in Corsicana, Texas. So how was she connected to them just through their trip? It was just the fact that he was in like the same area at the time. That was about it. So Benny and Paula did testify against Randy in his murder trial and were like, yep, he told us that he murdered her. And so Paula received favorable consideration at sentencing. And so she was only given probation for the armed robbery charge. Randy had multiple alibi witnesses give a testimony saying that they knew where he was and he could not have been the one that committed the crime. And the physical evidence pointed away from him, yet he was still convicted of murder and sentenced to 99 years in prison on March 27th, 1984. The Innocence Project started to work with Randy on his case in 2011 to work on getting him acquitted. They did DNA testing of the physical evidence that they found, and the DNA testing was done by Cellmark Forensics, and they did hair samples from the hairnet and washings from the victim's pubic hairs. Every item of evidence that they ended up testing for DNA excluded Randy from being the killer, And so they then added it into that CODIS system that we've talked about in many of our cases. And they were able to match the DNA evidence to a felon named David Sims. So they confronted David with it and said, hey, like this is your hairnet and everything. And he said that he worked blocks away from where the victim had last been seen alive and he did wear hairnets for work because he worked at a restaurant and he typically left around 10 or 11 o'clock at night and he said that he like threw it out his window that night or whatever and that was why it was near the victim's car sure as you do so he had also been in an attempted murder trial as well in 1985 
for somebody in Dallas who had been stabbed over 90 times. And he pled no contest to that. So that never went anywhere. When the Innocence Project was investigating this whole thing and trying to work on getting Randy out of prison, his friend, one of the ones that testified, so I guess maybe not a friend, I don't know anymore, but Benny, one of the guys that went on that armed robbery road trip with him, told the Innocence Project that what he testified at the trial was a lie and that what had actually happened when they'd been arrested in Tennessee, Randy had given his gun to Paula to hold. And then when police arrested them, he said, no, the gun is actually Paula's. It's not mine. Benny was kind of not on great terms with Randy at the time because he believed that Randy was actually being intimate and cheating with Paula, who was actually dating Benny at the time. So it was just like a whole, you know, love triangle that was going on and people were just unhappy so he thought that randy was going to testify against him so he was like you know what i'm gonna get some revenge and testify against randy in the murder case and he did tell the innocence project that when he testified he said in court that randy had admitted the murder to him but then he ends up admitting to the innocence project that the only thing that had ever happened with the murder in any discussion was randy and him just discussing the fact that it had happened not anything in detail and benny ended up saying that there was nothing that he gave him that would lead him to believe that he had done anything based on the dna evidence and the testimony that came from benny to the innocence project after the trial they were able to dismiss the case and on february 11th 2013 randy who was 58 at the time was released on bond after almost 30 years in prison some of those years in prison though were for the armed robbery charge only 14 of them were for the murder that he did not commit and like i said that david sims guy they were able to connect the dna to him and i could not find anywhere so this was in 2013 i could not find anywhere whether or not he ever was charged with the murder or anything but the dna evidence did lean more towards him than it did towards randy yeah i would hope that they would investigate more into that yeah the last thing that i could find even on the innocence project and i so on the innocence project they will let you know uh, on their website whether or not there's somebody that's been arrested for it and they talked about on there they were like you know as at the time of this writing which i couldn't find out exactly when it was published they were like he still has not been sent to jail for this crime and then i tried to do a whole bunch of digging on other sources and other sites and everything and all i was finding was the exact same thing was that the dna evidence pointed to him but nothing about a conviction nothing about a trial nothing about any of it Hmm. on may 3rd 2013 randy was officially exonerated by the texas court of criminal appeals the mystery has been solved Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found.
You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 